I've got all this stuff taking up space, but I don't want to be bothered with the hassle of having a garage sale. Well, why don't you call Reliable Resellers? Reliable Resellers? Yeah, Reliable Resellers. They buy all sorts of items, from toys to jewelry to collectibles, and best of all, they come to you and pay in cash. Oh wow, how do I get in touch with them? Easy, just call 813-421-5676 or go to their website, reliableresellers.net. I'm calling Reliable Resellers right now. My wife jokes all the time when telling people about me, but um, I would always wear khakis and business dress shirts, to, even in high school. And so my nickname was Business Casual Dan. The railway was actually fun. It was actually a paid acting gig, which not many people get to say they did. I didn't get paid a lot. I mean, yeah. we're talking dozens of dollars yeah. and uh, maybe a, <laughs> a, a free dinner. <laughs> I mean, my whole take is that, that we're, we're called to love God and to love our neighbor as ourselves. And, and the best way to do that, or the way that I do that, is by helping as many people achieve their dreams as possible. Um, I was just sharing with my 14-year-old son the, the concept from Stephen Covey's book this morning about big rocks. You know, you've got to put the priorities in your schedule first, and then you can fit in the secondary priorities, and then you can fit in the little stuff. And believe it or not, you'll have room You'll have room for all the stuff in life if you put the priorities first. You know, when somebody comes into Smart Start for the first time, I usually ask them, what's holding you back? You know, why, why are you here? What's holding you back from starting your business or pursuing your dreams? They usually give me one of five responses. They either say they don't have the workspace or they need funding or they need more education or they need to collaborate with other entrepreneurs or they just need some guidance. And even if someone's not part of the Smart Start program, if you need help figuring that out or just kind of a, a 30 minute conversation to know how to, what do I do now? You know, call us. When, when somebody comes to me and wants to start a business, if I had to predict whether they're gonna succeed or not, um, has nothing to do with education, doesn't have to do with their business plan, doesn't have to do with how much money they have. It's do they have the grit? Do they have the, the I'm just going to do it no matter what attitude? The Art of Business is a great podcast. Uh, I recommend you. everybody <laughs> listen to it. Uh, share it far and wide. Welcome to The Art of Business. I'm your host, Eric Baker. I sit down with entrepreneurs right here in Dade City and the surrounding areas to find out about their backgrounds, how they built their businesses, and what their secrets for success are. I have a very special episode for you today. Today, I'm joined with Mr. Dan Mitchell. He is the Smart Start Program Director at the Pasco Economic Development Council. The Pasco EDC is located at 16506 Point Village Drive in Lutz, Florida. You can also find them online at smartstartpasco.com and pascoedc.com. Do you have an idea for a business, but you're just not exactly sure where or how to start? Do you already have an existing business that you're ready to take to the next level, but could use someone to talk to for advice? Do you need funding to get your business going? Whatever the case may be, my guest today can certainly help you. Dan's a college graduate, a father, a husband, a Christian, a volunteer, a mentor, a certified financial planner, an actor, an established business person, and he serves on the board for Hope Services, just to name a few. Dan and I go into depth and detail about the Smart Start program, how to get involved, all the different ways in which they can help aspiring entrepreneurs, all the perks and benefits, and a whole lot more. But 
let's start to set the foundation on this podcast and let's get to know Dan on a personal level. I understand that you're a Florida native. You're from Fort Myers originally. Well, I was born in Jersey, but I grew okay. up down in Fort Myers. So okay, I, gotcha. I moved down here. I was knee high to a grasshopper. I was probably five. Okay. So yeah, I grew up in Fort Myers and then moved up here to Pasco County later in life. Okay, gotcha. And let's see, you went to Mariner High School. Yes. Okay. Yes. Go Tritons, black and silver. Right on, right on. So what what type of things were you into back in high school? Oh, geez. Um, I, they used to, my wife jokes all the time when telling people about me, but um, I would always wear khakis and business dress shirts, to, even in high school. And so my nickname was Business Casual Dan. Okay, um. nice. <laughs> I like that. So, no, just being involved. Um, you know, in a lot of the different clubs, the honor societies, uh, French club, we even had a young magician society. So, Oh, you were a you magician. Know, the epitome of, of dork, I think. Okay. I, I held that title pretty strongly, but uh, high school was fun. Right on. What kind of magic were you, did you, did just you do? Just card tricks and things like that, just for fun. There were, that, oh, there, were, there were kids in that club that were really great that did awesome things, and, and uh, I was not one of them. I mean, we had a guy that made snow come down in the middle of the courtyard, and people yeah. levitated and all kinds of nuts. Oh, no way. I couldn't do any of that. Okay. Do you still do tricks now? Do you, do you still? Uh, only for fun with the kids. <laughs> okay. All right. I got you. And so you graduated from Florida Gulf Coast University back in 2003. That's right. No Eagles. And so you studied uh, business administration and management. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then you went on to earn your certification as a financial planner from the College uh, for Financial Planning back in 2013. That's right. Okay, perfect. So it sounds like you had a pretty good idea that you wanted to be involved in business and finance in some way. Always. Okay. Yes. So, so what was the motivation for wanting to be involved in business and finance? So, you know, we... I grew up in a, a lower income family, uh, parents, two different houses, that type of thing, um, reduced lunch. Anyway, I, it started maybe when I was in middle school, I'd be given like my 45 cents to go get my reduced lunch. But, you know, on Fridays they had pizza and sodas you could buy. Yeah. My 45 cents isn't going to buy pizza and a soda. So I'd stop at the Circle K that was across from my bus stop pick up some airheads, some blow pops, resell them, yeah. make some money. And now I didn't have to do the reduced lunch. I could have my Domino's <laughs> pizza and Gatorade or whatever. Oh, right on. So a natural born hustler. So just kept going from there. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Okay. Um, and then let's see, you worked as an actor for Seminole Golf Railway. Yeah, that was fun. I, I acted on the murder mystery train. You know, I'd always been in community theater. We acted in high school a little bit, um, but the railway was actually fun. It was actually a paid acting gig, which not many people get to say they did. I didn't get paid a lot. I mean, yeah. we're talking dozens of dollars yeah. and uh, maybe a, <laughs> a, a free dinner, uh, but it was a great time. Yeah. Awesome. So, so what, um, what, what would, what did you do for them? Like, were you like the playing the part in the mid, like you were the, one of the people who yeah, were doing so they'd it. have a different show every, every few weeks it would switch up. At one point I was Santa Claus during the Christmas season. Um, another part I was, uh, like a music agent when they had like a fake Beatles murder mystery where one of the Beatles was murdered on the train. And yeah. So just different parts. So did, any interest in being an actor full time? Not really. I've just always <laughs> had fun getting up, getting in front of people, being on camera on stage. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome, man. Awesome. All right. So then let's see, you started working for Edward Jones in 2006 as a financial advisor and you were there for, I believe six and a half years, something like that. 
Okay. And then you switched over to USAA in 2015 and were there for almost three. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then on to Thrivent Financial. And now, of course, you're at EDC there in Pasco. That's right. Okay, perfect. So uh, those are some large companies. I mean, I think I've heard of all of those names before. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, what was it like to work in those environments? Yeah. So most of my career before working as a financial planner and during, I've really ran my own business. So as a financial planner, you know, you have your practice. So you have the structure of of whatever broker dealer you're working with, but then you have the autonomy to run your show how you want to run it for the most part. Um, so being able to serve helping people achieve their dreams financially uh, is really why I did that. I mean, I, I got to talk to people about why money is important to them and then give them strategies and tactics to uh, accomplish whatever their goals are. Sure. And then taking that experience into what I do now is pretty much the same thing, just from an entrepreneurship perspective instead of personal finance. Gotcha. Okay. So then the experiences that you gained working in those places to kind of help you get to where you are now, kind of what you just said, you That's were... Right. Gotcha. Okay. And then, so I understand that you're also a father and a husband. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe you have six beautiful children mm-hmm. and your, your great wife, uh, Deja, for whom you've been married for over 12 years. Yep. Okay. I was hoping you could give us the backstory there. How, how'd you guys meet? Oh, wow. So Deja um, and I, we were, um, I was traveling for work at the time. I worked for Edward Jones and I was working up here in Pasco County. Uh, I was something called a a transitional representative. So whenever Edward Jones would have a broker, uh, let's say pass away or get called up on active duty or something like that, I would come into their office and take over. So I was working in Newport Ritchie um, and I had met my wife at an event. Um, it, It was actually an event. It was a TV special and I stopped by a Tampa ale house to watch the TV special and that's where I met my my wife the TV special was a Glenn Beck TV special right at the beginning of like the tea party movement yeah right? yeah yeah and so we met there fast forward just under a year and Glenn Beck called my wife at work on a situation very similar to this my wife picks up and says hello this is Daisha says, Daisha, this is Glenn Beck. I have Dan on the line. He has a question for you. So I asked her to marry me on Glenn Beck's national radio show. No way. So we might be the only couple ever engaged on Glenn Beck's show. That's cool. Uh, and, and the rest, six kids later and uh, some successful businesses and a, a great life. Uh, the rest is history. Yeah, that's an awesome story. I, I, that's a, I'm not sure why I didn't find that. Okay, so um, <laughs> it sounds like your family plays a very important role Definitely. in your life. Okay. What, what, how do they influence you? I mean, what, what, what kind of role do they play for you? Well, let's just say, I mean, there's God first and then me and my wife and then the kids. Um, and you know, our, I mean, my whole take is that, that we're, we're called to love God and to love our neighbor as ourselves. And, and the best way to do that or the way that I do that is by helping as many people achieve their dreams as possible. But how can I help other people achieve their dreams if I haven't first help my family achieve their dreams and have good examples. Mm. Um, so we're in it together. We're a team. Uh, there's no circumstance we can't overcome if we treat it as such. Yes, sir. Yeah, I love that. And so you're, you're, uh, my next question here is perfect. Uh, so uh, follow with what you just said. So you're also a Christian and a follower of Christ. So I was hoping you could kind of um, uh, uh, articulate what impact does, does Christ play for you? Yeah, I mean, I just got there. But, you know, the greatest commandment is to love one another. Yes, sir. To love our neighbor. Yes, and sir. That's it. You know, you can hang all of the, all the junk, all the old law, all the politics, all the legalism. You can hang all of that on that greatest commandment. And if you just love one another and yeah. love the Lord, 
Yeah. That's, that's it. That's all yeah. we got to do. Yes, sir. I love it. I love that. Um, now, um, let's see, you're also on the board for Hope Services. Mm-hmm. So, so can you sort of talk about what your involvement is with that organization and kind of how you got involved with them? Sure. So Hope Services is a nonprofit that helps um, folks with unique abilities, disabilities, maybe uh, learning or health or all different things, um, work with state funding to get jobs, to get on-the-job training, to get job placements. Um, and so I, I serve on the board with that organization. Um, it's just a way that I can give back to the community and be a part of something. Um, I had known Joe and Cindy Bray of Hope Services for quite a while. Um, and so they knew my experience and asked if I could help out on the board. And so I, I do it. It's very enjoyable and it's, they're doing really good work. How long have you been with them? Uh, we're about a year. Oh, wow. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, and so I seen on your Facebook page, you do a lot of volunteering with uh, different food banks and things like that. So, so what all types of volunteering are you into? All kinds of stuff. <laughs> it, it really depends on what's going on, uh, in the world at the time, what people need. But, mm. um, our family, you know, I, I teach the kids, my wife and I teach our kids that when you, you see a need, just jump in and see what you can do to fill it. So, um, Everything from when, when Hurricane Michael came through and hit the panhandle, we literally loaded the kids up in the car, took a U-Haul, um, spent a week at the kids' school collecting stuff, drove it up to Mexico Beach. I forget the name of the town, but up in the panhandle. Um, but everything. I mean, we just and, and the main goal isn't just to give to the community, but it's to teach our kids how important that is. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, being a good role, good role model. I, I love that. Um, okay, so now this portion of the show is sponsored by Reliable Resellers. Reliable Resellers provides a hassle-free and profitable way to downsize your life. If you want to remove the clutter and you're thinking of downsizing, call the pros at Reliable Resellers, 813-421-5676, or visit them online at ReliableResellers.net. All right, so now let's start talking about the Pasco Economic Development Council and the Smart Start program. So I think we should probably start with the EDC, considering the program is their program. Um, so can you talk to us a little bit about the Pasco EDC? Sure. So the Pasco Economic Development Council, who I work for now um, in my current role, is is a nonprofit that is funded by private and public dollars. So there's some Pasco County tax dollars, uh, there's some penny for Pasco funding, and there's also uh, private donors that contribute uh, of our local businesses in Pasco County. The goal of the Pasco EDC is to get businesses to start here, move here, and grow here. So generate jobs, generate economic opportunity for everybody, stimulate a diversified economy. My job is to focus on that start piece. You know, yes, sir. So I help entrepreneurs start businesses in Pasco with the Smart Start program. Gotcha. Okay, perfect. And so um, so moving into the Smart Start program here, now I, um, I, I pulled this directly from your website. So whether you're an established small business or just starting a business, the Pasco Economic Development Council has the tools you need to establish and grow a strong business in Pasco County. Our Smart Start Small Business Program is an innovative suite of programs that provides the tools growing businesses need for long-term success. So again, I was hoping here you could expand a little bit more on that and just tell us a little bit more about Smart Start and what those innovative suite of programs are. Yeah. So, you know, when somebody comes into Smart Start for the first time, I usually ask them, what's holding you back? You know, why, why are you here? What's holding you back from starting your business or pursuing your dreams? They usually give me one of five responses. They either say they don't have the workspace 
or they need funding, or they need more education, or they need to collaborate with other entrepreneurs, or they just need some guidance. Sure. And so depending on what they answer, I have got programs that fit that need. Some people need just one, some people need all five. Um, so for funding, we have our microloan, up to $50,000 that you can use to start your business. Uh, for education, we have classes and workshops, a nine-week boot camp called Co-Starters. For workspace, we have three business incubators across the county that actually have workspace that you can work out of. Each one has a different kind of flavor. Mm. Um, collaboration, we have an entrepreneurship roundtable that meets once a month. You're surrounded by other entrepreneurs during your time with us. Okay. And then guidance, all of our members get monthly coaching. Mm. If you're not getting monthly coaching from myself, then we have a, a network of individuals and other organizations that we, we can refer you to as well. Okay, awesome. That sounds fantastic. Um, when did, was it in 2017 when the program first began? I don't know the exact date. I okay. want to say 2014. 14, okay. But I don't have it in front of me. That's okay. And the motivation for creating the program? Really to, to launch new businesses here in Pasco. Um, you know, my boss, the, the president of the ADC, Bill Cronin, he always likes to use an example of Cleveland. You know, Cleveland isn't like Florida. There's not sunshine and, you know, water and yet there's ex headquarters that exist there. Well, why do they exist there? Well, they didn't move there. It's because they started there. Yes, sir. Sure. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. you know, let's start businesses here. We don't always have to get them to move here. So gotcha. Okay. Now, do you remember who was the very first business that was helped from the program or, or maybe the one that the first that you helped? Well, maybe? yeah, I, I know a couple that were there in the beginning. Um, one is a great, uh, and we have a testimonial video that he put together. You can find on the website. One is a gentleman named Thomas Giella. Um, and he started a company called complete it. So he started in our smart start incubator in Dade city. He's since launched. Now he has, I believe six or seven employees, his own facility, um, a ton of clients and he's always a, a proud supporter, you know, gets out there and talks about us and supports yeah. us and teaches other entrepreneurs. So okay. he's a great example. Oh, perfect. Okay. Fantastic. Now, um, so I have had a few people on the show now that I've mentioned, mentioned smart start. Um, Mary Catherine over at Lanky Lassie, she was one of my first guests, um, to bring you guys up and she talked about your kitchen incubator program. Yeah. Um, so what all, what exactly is your kitchen incubator program? Yeah. So Mary Catherine's one of my favorite stories just because it's memorable. Um, and her shortbread's tasty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so the, the kitchen incubator, uh, is a partnership with the Pasco economic development council, the Pasco County board of County commissioners and the university of Florida, Pasco County extension. Um, okay. It's based in Dade city on the corner of 14th and lock street okay. in a building that they call one stop shop or the stallings building. And the, the idea behind the kitchen incubator is it, it gives food business is a place that is fully inspected and permitted okay. so that they can get their retail permit or they can get their manufacturer's permit. Okay. So you can't just start cooking out of your house and selling it. Some products you can, and that's called cottage food laws, but some you can't. Or if you want to grow past the point of being a cottage food product and start to sell wholesale, then you need a commercial uh, and a health inspected kitchen. So we provide that. Gotcha. For very inexpensively, hundred bucks a month, and a food business can launch out of the Dade City Kitchen. Wow. Okay. Is it pretty easy to get in that program? Um, it, it, there is an application process. It's not difficult. I mean, if you've got a scalable business and and you have a need and you're in Pasco County, um, then you can get in the program. Generally. Okay. So so how does someone so I have a business. I'm looking for some assistance. I want to get into the Smart Start program. 
how do I go about doing it? Yeah, the, the first step is to visit Smart Start's website at smartstartpasco.com. On that website, you can sign up for our newsletter. Um, we have a ton of free classes and workshops that you can attend. So if you're just at the point where you're just, you know, you have an idea, you want to feel us out, you want to see what it's all about, go to our event calendar, come to one of the free classes or workshops. If you're just at the idea stage, you're willing to spend a little bit of money and you want to turn your idea into a business model, come through co-starters. That's our nine week boot camp. Okay. Um, it's 295 bucks, but you get the material. There's seven subject matter experts that come out. We feed you each week and you get to kind of live that launch phase with four or five other entrepreneurs going through that same nine week cohort. And it's, it's a really neat experience. 300 bucks isn't bad. No, <laughs> it doesn't no, sound no, bad we, at all. I know we got to raise, getting. we got to raise it one yeah. of these days, but are there any requirements, age levels? Do you have to already have an EIN number? Like what, what are some of the requirements to get, to get going? So when you join us, we can help you along the way with that. But we do require once you're within 30 days of kind of getting with us to have all your proper documents in order. If you don't know how to do that, we help you. But yeah, have your EIN from irs.gov, have your SunBiz registration. Yes, sir. Get your Pasco County business tax receipt, all those things. If what I'm saying to your listeners is foreign, that's fine. We'll send them links. We'll show them how to do it. Yeah. We'll walk them through it. Sure. Um, but those are the first steps uh, to, to any business. And even if someone's not part of the Smart Start program, if you need help figuring that out or just kind of a, a 30 minute conversation to know how to, what do I do now? You know, call us. Really? Okay. Oh, easy, easy. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. And so you kind of touched on the 295 for co-starters and the hundred bucks for the kitchen, the kitchen incubator, and you have some free resources as well. Are there any co other costs involved or other an ancillary things? Sure. So we have our round table program. The entrepreneurship round table meets once per month. We have one at each of our three centers. We also have one specifically for tech businesses um, that kind of moves around the county. The round table costs $150 a year. Um, if, you're, if you're a Smart Start member um, or a co-starters graduate, you get a year's worth of round table included. But if you just want to join the round table, it's $150 a, month, a year. Um, you can come twice for free to kind of get an idea of it. Uh, but the roundtable's neat. It's really a time once a month that entrepreneurs can talk about the challenges that they faced in the last month, what their goals are going forward, help one another. Um, most of the roundtables are facilitated by a mentor from SCORE, which uh, is an sure. organization funded by the SBA. Yes, sir. Um, so that's a great program. There's also the microloan. So the microloan program doesn't cost money per se to get involved in you have to pay the loan back. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. there's some cost, uh, but the micro loan program is another one. Okay. And so now you said it, it's, um, the round table, uh, is free if you're a member, right? So, so if you're let's, so let's say you're one of those kitchen food products and you're paying the hundred a month to be oh, a member of smart start. I see round tables, part of that, incubate, gotcha. that incubation process. And so, um, what about like other perks and benefits? So I seen on your Facebook page, uh, for example, like the crate, the mm -hmm. co-op market, marketplace, market spaces. Um, so I guess, first of all, what are, what are those all about? Yeah. So as a member of smart Start, so if you're a member, a monthly, uh, dues paying member, then that means you have access to our three entrepreneur centers for workspace. Uh, you really have access to everything that we offer. So, um, the three centers, we've got the kitchen in Dade city. We have a more professional and tech services business incubator at, at the Grove in Wesley Chapel. And then we've got a center in West Pasco in Newport Ritchie. 
as a member, you can access all three of those spaces. You can reserve the conference rooms, the classrooms, you can co-work out of them, you can pop oh, wow. in and open your laptop, you can make a cup of coffee, you could use the kitchen, you could use the podcasting studio, etc. Really? So $100 a month is the lowest membership we have. We have higher memberships that include like a dedicated desk with a locking drawer or a private office that, that costs a little more because there's actual real estate involved. Sure. One of the amenities that you mentioned is the crate. So at the Grove in Wesley Chapel, SmartStart also has a shipping container. It's called our SmartStart Market Space. And it can be reserved by any of our SmartStart members to do a pop-up shop or a micro event. So as an example, one of our members last week during the uh, Stanley Cup uh, reserved it because everyone was showing up out there to watch the finals. And um, they put a table up and, and talked about their business and people could come in and get some air conditioning. Um, and there's no cost to reserve that space. Our members can reserve any space that they need. There's some time limits, but, but sure. no additional cost. Wow. And you have a podcast studio? Uh, it's nothing like this. Yeah. Uh, we have a mobile <laughs> podcasting cart that they can move around. Yeah. That's pretty neat. Yeah. We do have some box lights and that type of thing, but yeah. uh, you okay. got to find a quiet place to utilize it. Well. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. Um, and so I did see, and you touched on this a little bit um, on the EDC website where it shows that you guys have three different programs to start, to move and to grow. Uh, of course, the start being the smart start and I, the move and the grow have their own project directors. But I was just hoping for a second, you kind of talk a little bit about what those are and what all the EDC has to offer for an aspiring entrepreneur there. Sure, so the move and the grow programs are, are really referring to our recruitment efforts. So we have um, international and around the nation, we have a team of folks that goes out and lets people know how great Pasco County is, what a great place it is to grow your business, to live, to work. And so they go to conferences all over the country and all over the world, really promoting Pasco County. Mm -hmm. So we're charged by the Pasco County government to promote Pasco County as a place to work in order sure. to grow our economy. So example, you see things like the Moffitt Cancer Center or Amazon Distribution, uh, the Robotics Center they're building. Mm -hmm, a mm -hmm. lot of those programs are a direct effort of the EDC going out and marketing our county. Oh, wow. Um, the, the grow piece is all of our existing businesses we also support because we don't want to have um, a business start here and then outgrow and move away. Yeah. So we have a team that focuses on supporting our existing businesses. That might be helping them with uh, permitting processes or finding a new location or finding talent in their talent pipeline through our Workforce Connect program. Um, we, we go visit those companies and see what the needs are and try to fill those gaps. Sure. Um, through a lot of different, a lot of different ways. Okay. Now, how do you guys go about advertising? Like, how do people find out about your services and what all you offer and stuff like that? So, for Smart Start, we have uh, brochure racks. is a very simple, old school way, but we've got these nice brochure posters um, in all the places that a lot of people go when they're thinking to start a business. So, in the libraries, at the tax collector, at the government center, yeah, uh, career source. Some of our employment centers have these things they have uh each of the programs that i talked about workspace guidance education uh, a brochure for each one um, we also do a lot of social media marketing we have video testimonials that we will boost um, we uh, occasionally we partner with the government on sending out a notice for instance during covid uh, the tax collector office when sending out reminders included some of the programs that we were offering in that mailing we have postcards that go out to every brand new business in pasco county to let them know what smart starts offering okay um 
many more. We, we promote a lot of the entrepreneurship pitch competitions in the area. We're involved in Synapse, which is a big innovation expo that happens here in the Bay Area Can once ask you a about year. That. Yeah. Um, so there is a, a, a lot of ways we, we promote. And word of mouth, things like this. Yeah. Uh, our members really share about us a lot because the success of somebody being able to accomplish something they didn't know they were going to be able to do, uh, word of mouth spreads fast with that. Yeah. And, and so what exactly is Synapse? Synapse is a, a, it's a big organization, but one of their, their um, signature event is once a year in Tampa, they do a big expo, usually has about five, 6,000 attendees. It's all high tech, uh, growth, innovation, businesses. It's like expos, breakout sessions, keynote speakers. It's been at the Amelie Arena for the last handful of years. Yeah. A great event. I don't have the date for the next one coming up because we were waiting on seeing what was happening with the lightning to see what the whole schedule was going to look like. Yeah. Um, but it's usually in the early spring. Spring time. Okay, gotcha. Perfect. All right. So, um, Dan, I also understand that you're a mentor and you have developed a system called the SPEAR method, S-P-E-A-R method, um, which you have developed over, I believe, the last six years plus. Mm -hmm. um, could you talk a little bit about the SPEAR method and kind of how you developed it? Sure. So you do you do a lot of research before you do these podcasts. Yes, sir. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so, so the spear method has nothing to do with the Pasco EDC, nothing yeah. to do with smart start. Right. Um, it's, it's been a project I've been working on at five in the morning when I wake up before I start the rest of my day. Um, but the idea is that, you know, how do you hit the target? How do you achieve your goals? You know, we all get into slumps and I started to look at how, what, what types of things people do to get in the zone. So, you know, Tiger Woods, you know, maybe he has a certain breathing exercise he does before he takes his stroke or, you know, whatever, different tricks and tactics. And what I found through my research was kind of this virtuous cycle that happens. Um, and I, I named it the SPEAR method because of just acronyms are easy to remember. But it's a virtuous cycle where you have re reduced stress leads to increased productivity leads to increased energy, which leads to increased activity level, which leads to increased results, which decreases your stress level. Yeah. So it's a virtuous cycle. So I'm working on a book. A, a lot of research is going into it. There's interviews with folks, kind of like we're doing. Um, uh, so it, it's going to be great. My goal is to have it out by the end of the year. I don't know. I've been saying that for six <laughs> years, so we'll see. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so that's Stay separate tuned. from EDC. Stay okay. Tuned. Okay. So, um, are there any? Um, I guess stepping back to the. I thought that was maybe part of the EDC. So just stepping no, back okay. real quick. Um, it's on my whiteboard there. Cause yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, do you? Are there any success stories that really stand out in your mind from people that you've helped with the with the EDC? You don't have to name them by name to leave anybody out necessarily. Or, or, <laughs> you, or um, I know you mentioned Linky Lassie's is, is, is one that, that 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 really stands out. Or or even in terms of numbers, um, how many do you know? How many people have come through the program that have have gone on to have successful businesses here in Pasco County? Yeah. So so there is a lot of success stories um, and some really big numbers. But one one the microloan program is a great success story in general as a program. We've we've helped over sixty five businesses launch uh, using the microloan. Um, wow which has generated about 300 jobs. The numbers aren't exact. They're in our annual report we put out each year, but that's about it. We've, we've put almost $2 million on the street and it gets repaid wow. because, um, you know, it's a loan. It has to be repaid, but the recipients know that it's getting repaid so that it can go help another entrepreneur. Yeah. 
Um, through that program, there there have been a lot of great stories where just that, you know, you don't necessarily need cash always to get a business start. There's plenty of people that have bootstrapped their way to success. Plenty of people that we've helped that don't use the microloan and have gone on to succeed. Um, but the microloan has had a, a, some great successes. One particular one that I love um, is Heroes Downtown Subs and Salads in Newport Ritchie. And Heroes, uh, he, he came to us, uh, his name's John Beebe, he came to us to launch Heroes Downtown Subs and Salads. He went through our co-starters program, the nine-week boot camp. Uh, we also uh, did the microloan. He also took advantage of a couple of the other partners in town. And what's great about his story is he took an example of something he learned in co-starters, that somebody else in the room had given him an idea because that you kind of collaborate together. And the idea was he, as a, as a retired firefighter and his son as a, as a veteran, wanted to support heroes. That's why they call it Heroes Downtown Subs and Salads. Gotcha. So somebody told him, why don't you do a pay it forward coin? So when somebody comes in and buys a sandwich, you can say, hey, do you want to pay it forward? And they can pay an extra five bucks and put the coin in the dish. Well, he started that program. About 20 days later, COVID hit and the sandwich shop had to shut down. And he called me one day um, just to talk about everything. And I said, well, why don't you go back to the drawing board with what you learned and see, just go through the same exercises and see what you can do about COVID and how to survive COVID. He took that same thought process of the pay it forward coin and he and his wife invented the pay it forward platter. And during COVID, the number is in the hundreds of platters that they delivered to first responders, to nurses, nice. uh, to testing centers, to fire departments. Um, and people, law offices and other entrepreneurs were buying platters to pay it forward and, and deliver all around Pasco County. So uh, that's just a great story. And he's still uh, around today. He's successful. He's helping other entrepreneurs. He's opening second and third businesses. And um, there's a ton of examples. I mean, I could, sure. I could do a I'm podcast sure. on all of them. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. And so um, so people can still contact you after the fact and you'll, you'll still give them advice, help, mentorship, whatever they need. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. So it's not just, Hey, you're in the program, you pay your money, you're in, you're out. Good luck. Yeah. No, we want to support. <laughs> and, and, and realistically, if they, and that's, what's nice about the Pasco ADC, if they grow to the point where they actually move into our business retention and expansion group, we have at the ADC, we have the people that want to help businesses grow. And yeah. so there's always something we're here to help support. Okay. Oh, that's awesome. That's fantastic. Okay. Um, all right, so we'll shift here a little bit. So you're a successful person. From what I can tell, you have a, a very proven track record of success. If um, And you already touched on this as well too, but if there was someone out there who for some reason or another couldn't attend Smart Start, maybe it's geographical, they just can't get here, and there isn't sort of a similar program for whatever reason where they live, um, but they're genuine, they're an aspiring entrepreneur, and they're looking for some advice. They're looking for some tips and tricks on how do I get started. They have found you and they've contacted you. What would be, again, coming from your place of success, you, you run this program, you, you have a history of helping businesses and helping them grow and sustain. What would be some tips and tricks you would give to someone in, in that situation? Yeah, the first is I would, I would take their call, number one. I would talk to them. Awesome. Um, I would re recommend that they reach out to a couple places locally, that they look at their local SCORE chapter. Uh, SCORE is funded by the Small Business Administration. There's chapters all over the nation. Um, 
and it's made up of retired executives and other business people that want to volunteer to do just this, to, to guide and mentor new businesses. So reach out to SCORE in your local area. Also, reach out to the Chambers of Commerce. Um, they might not have programs to get you going, but they'll definitely be able to connect you with other businesses. Um, the third is don't be afraid to reach out to who you might think is your competition because most of us mm. are humans first and business owners second. Not most of us. We're all humans first. Yeah. But reach out to your competition and ask for help. Um, if you're afraid of reaching out to your hyper-local competition, reach out to the next town over and say, you know what? I'm looking at starting something. I really appreciate the business that you've built and yeah. I'd like to learn from a pro. Huh. And many people are willing to shadow and mentor you. I have members of really? Smart Start that I recommend that to well, all the time, it's part of the co-starters curriculum that we recommend they shadow a business owner in a similar field. A lot of times they have to do it out of, out of county because they don't want to compete. Because of who we are, there's a lot of people locally that will shadow their competitors, if you will. Yeah. Um, but we had a, a gal, uh, Takia, of MKM Design. She does embroidery. She actually um, flew out of state uh a couple of weeks ago to shadow an embroidery company for a whole week. They taught her everything, the, the ropes. They showed her, they let her ask any questions. Now she's been doing it for about a year and a half, but she was able to go to a company that's maybe six, seven years ahead of where she wants to be yes. and learn from their mistakes. Yes. Uh, so that would be, most people are willing to teach you, so don't be afraid. I think it was in one of these classic books that, that we all recommend you read, maybe Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill, but um, he went and asked, uh, Edison to be there was a character in the book that went and asked Edison if he could intern for free to learn from him. So don't be afraid to work for free either and oh, learn sure. from people that have been yeah. doing it. That's it. I never would have. I mean, you you it's just you think they're your competition. They just they're probably not going to be inclined to want to help you out. But that that's an amazing. I, I never would have thought to to reach out to somebody and, and just ask them just straight. Hey, I'm wanna I want to do what you're doing. Will you help me? Yeah. <laughs> Will you help me? That's a great piece of advice. Um, Okay. And so, um, I, I checked your Facebook page and again, man, you have a lot going on. Like it seems like every other day you're at a new event or a conference or opening of a new business. Uh, you volunteer quite frequently. Um, Dan, what does a typical day kind of look like for you? I mean, is there a set structure to how you, you go about organizing your days or is it kind of haphazard? <laughs> <laughs> well, I definitely have to wake up before anybody else in order to get centered. Um, so, you know, I get up at five, five thirty. Um, if, if somebody beats me up, you know, it kind of screws up my day because I, <laughs> I don't have that 30 minutes to collect and get going. Yeah. Um, I always plan the week before because every week is different. So I always look at my calendar the week before, look at the calendar the night before. Um, I was just sharing with my 14 year old son the the concept from Stephen Covey's book this morning about big rocks. You know, you've got to put the priorities in your schedule first and then you can fit in the secondary priorities and then you can fit in the little stuff. And believe it or not, you'll have room You'll have room for all the stuff in life if you put the priorities first. Yeah. Um, and so that's it. That's how I structure my week and then day and then, you know, throughout the day, just go. Um, the other thing to remember when, because every entrepreneur is going to need it. You know, you think, I don't have the time to do this. I mean, Elon Musk has how many kids? Seven kids or something and owns three, like how many companies and mm -hmm. sends off you know, spaceships every day. Yeah. Um, and still has time to tweet funny things. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So if he could do it, he's no different than you and me. We bleed the same blood. Yeah. Um, so you got to find time to rest though. 
at, at some point in your day in the moments, you know, so in the moments where other people get stressed. So you think like you're on an airplane, you're in line to go on an airplane. You're like, Oh, when's this airplane? No, instead of being stressed in that moment, realize, wait, maybe God gave you a minute to rest. So just take that moment, breathe. Yes, sir. Um, it's like when you're sailing, you're at the top of the wave and the, the boat stops for a second, let go of the boom for a minute, let your muscles rest. And then when they come back down from the wave, grab on again. So yeah. Per, and so you mentioned about having uh, to take a break every now and then. So what is your relief valve? How, how do you kind of step back and, and, and not let the stress of everything eat you alive? Yeah. So when I find time for a little walk, even if it's just five minutes to breathe, take a walk, um, call a family member uh, that you haven't talked to in a while. Um, I mean, there's a lot of little tricks. The bigger ones is I love camping with my family. We, we just go out for the weekend and, and take a night or two and explore and see new things that we haven't seen before and just unwind by the fire. That's probably the, the biggest impact. But throughout the day, little tiny five-minute breaks. But then yeah. once in a while, uh, a campfire and some s'mores yeah. you know, does the trick. Yeah, walks are extremely underrated. I go for several walks a day just to clear my mind, relieve the stress. When, when, I'm, when, I'm, when I'm finding myself, I'm, I'm antsy and I can't just figure out what I'm working on. I just take a break, go for a walk, come back. And I tend to be in a much better place. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. Are there any, any good books you're reading podcasts you listen to anything like that? Any, the art of business is a great podcast. Oh, I recommend you. everybody <laughs> listen to it, uh, share it far and wide. Um, you know, the, the best books that I've there's a, a book from a local author that I'm reading right now. Uh, Daisha, my wife's also reading it uh, by Peter Kageyama. It's called For the Love of Cities. Um, there's another, his second one is the one I'm on. It's called Love Where You Live. Um, local author, but it's all about being the co-creator and and doing things for the town that you live in. So I th- those are good. That's what I'm reading right now. Okay. Right on, man. Um, and so a question that, that I, I tend to ask everybody, um, what is it about Dade city? What, what do you love the most about, about Dade city? Yeah. So we're, we live in San Antonio. We have the business incubator in Dade city. My wife has a business in Dade city and the, I'm sure everybody says this, you know, but the, the small town feel, but it, it's not small. T- it's not so small that you don't have everything you need. Um, I mean, there's, there's walkable streets, there's cool places to go. And one of the things that I've noticed in the last, just the last 24 months is kind of this resurgence of, of new businesses and new blood and new life. Um, and that's very exciting. There's a lot of growth that's happening and a lot of people are scared of that growth. Um, maybe rightfully, I don't know, but with growth comes change and in humans, we don't like change very much, but going all the way full circle when we first started talking, our job is to love our neighbor. And so all those people that are coming in are our neighbor, uh, whether we like it or not. And so we have two options. We can either fight against it or we can embrace those people and create amenities and businesses and make money and all have a good time together and have fun. Yes, sir. Um, so that's, I, I, I'd rather the latter. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. For sure. Um, okay. I mean, uh, we're going to start kind of winding it down here. I mean, are there any topics that we didn't cover that you would like to cover or anything that we did cover that you want to talk a little bit more about? I, I think we hit a lot. Um, I think the biggest thing I would, I would leave people with that I didn't touch on is, is kind of the, what I've noticed is the biggest piece. When, when somebody comes to me and wants to start a business, 
if I had to predict whether they're going to succeed or not, um, has nothing to do with education. Doesn't have to do with their business plan. Doesn't have to do with how much money they have. It's do they have the grit? Do they have the the I'm just going to do it no matter what attitude. And that's the single biggest factor of success in the people that I've seen come through the doors is are they willing to take advantage of resources that are available and move forward down the field, even if it's just one step at a time. Yes, sir. Yeah, I love that. Okay, perfect. All right, so we'll end this with what I call my three quick question round. I have three final quick questions for you. All right, I'm ready. Question number one, how would you define the word entrepreneur? Risk taker, um, but that's so MBA. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's change it from risk taker to dream maker. How yeah, about that? Perfect, perfect. Right. Now, uh, how would you def- question number two? How would you define the word success? Oh, geez, that's even harder. But I, I would say success is: Have you found the intersection of what you're good at, what you're passionate about, and what generates revenue? Yes, sir. Perfect. Last question. Question number three. When you think of the word successful, who comes to mind? I would really say anyone that I see walking down the street with an air of confidence, joy, um, anybody whose joy just comes from kind of their inner being and confidence. I don't, I don't think success is measured by money. I mean, I just said it's a quick question, but we in America, we all have enough. There's probably too much and there's nothing wrong with getting more. I mean, I'm a capitalist, but success isn't measured by that. Success is measured by, are you doing what you're made to do? Yeah. I love it. I love it, man. Okay. Perfect. So, uh, Dan, how can people find you guys? We've talked about your websites, but plug them all again. Any social media stuff, any different events you have, even personal stuff going on, just plug all of your stuff. Yeah. So check out smartstartpasco.com. Uh, like us on Facebook at smartstartpasco. Uh, I, those are the, those are the big ways, but smartstartpasco.com on the right hand side of that page, there's a way to sign up for our newsletter. We we send out an update once a week. That's got all of our upcoming events. So sign up for our newsletter and, and that's, that's where I'd start for sure. Perfect. Fantastic. Okay. Well, Dan, thanks a lot for being here. This was a lot of really good information in this podcast. Um, and everyone else, thanks a lot for tuning in. If you've enjoyed the show, then just please share it around so others can join in as well. The best way for new listeners to find the show is for our current listeners to talk about us. So give us a like, drop us a comment, and don't forget to subscribe. Follow us on Facebook at TAOB podcast. Please don't forget to support our sponsors, reliable resellers. If you're looking to downsize, call the pros at reliable resellers, 813-421-5676, or visit them online at reliablereseller's.net. I'm your host, Eric Baker, and this has been another episode of The Art of Business. Bye for now.